to episode 97 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording on December the 20th, 2020. My name's Eric. I'm the host of the show based in southern Ontario. I'm a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. As a first responder, I witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events and started a small preparedness company to help people get prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. My name is Ian, and I live on Vancouver Island. I'm an outdoor enthusiast, sports shooter, and my farm's designated handyman. I'm Alan. I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd. All right. Want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air? You can buy some swag. We have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch. Tactical Velcro patch, maybe. At uh, prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. I will personally donate a special prize to somebody who shows us, sends us a picture of them wearing the t-shirt with the patch sewn onto it, just for the record. That would be great. Ah, oh, see, I, if I had known that, I would have just actually grabbed the, the vest and had a little, had a little patch on it. It's like, it's like the employees can't apply. Exactly. Uh, if you are enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook as well as submitting a review on iTunes. We want your feedback, good or bad, if, even if there's just a topic you want us to cover. You can chat with us, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. All right, so we've got some uh, handy content for you in this episode. We're going to start off with some uh, preparedness-related news articles. Next, we'll let you know what we've uh, done for our preparedness since our last episode. Then we'll get into the main topic. Uh, handy Homestead Hose Implements for the Apocalypse Off-Grid Tools. Are you trying <laughs> to get me to say it. something here? Are you, trying to say, are you trying to start something here already? <laughs> don't say oh, yeah, it. Don't no, say the, it. the hose jokers are coming. Don't worry. Oh, no, yeah. I, <laughs> Just take that explicit box and make yeah, it happen. I've already checked the explicit box I'll have at it. Don't even get me started on the overcompensation jokes we're going to make with these. these <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, oh, right. Moving uh, to some news. News articles. Um, Distracted yeah. by the hose. <laughs> the story of my life right there. Um, uh, this is a link through Instagram to a video. Um of course, the video always starts after things start to get weird, so we don't know the backstory behind this. Uh, it looks like it's in Alberta, and it looks like um, someone is someone was given a warning and chose to be a bit of a be a bit of a jerk. Um, mostly, what it means, what it, mostly the the discussion on the camera is there are two cops um, arresting a, arresting a guy for playing pond hockey. Um, one of the group, and I think they probably singled him out because he was uh, um, was probably being more belligerent than the rest of them. But, um, yeah, arrested for playing pond hockey. Apparently, uh, it's a health code violation. And, um, yeah, so maybe more appropriate for the other podcast, for the other CPP, but playing outside is now a crime. Also, if you watch the video, the local police are woefully undertrained, underpracticed, and underprepared to actually subdue someone who's even slightly bigger than them and only passively resisting. Ah, but like, I'm going to have my Paul Harvey moment right now. It's like, and now for the rest of the story. Um, so I, I just did some digging myself as well. Turns out that the ladies that were trying to arrest this guy uh, had a different Calgary Police Service patch, and it turns out they are those some of those ones we mentioned about three episodes ago that were like they hired an extra 700 peace officers to enforce these COVID rules. There's strong speculation that these were some of these extra new hires, and that's why they were woefully underprepared and undertrained. Um, and that's waiting to be confirmed, though. But they had a different patch than the regular police. And then also, um, turns out this guy 
has actually his brother's a first round draft pick in the NHL, and he's actually like uh, plays junior hockey in Northern Ontario or something during the regular used season. Used to, or used yeah, to. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, used to. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, and so uh, I guess it's quite the hockey family. They were on Sportsnet as like an entire hour long like special on their family playing hockey. <laughs> so it's not like this guy just just some playing guys playing shinny or something on a pond, like. And so I guess this is kind of his passion. This probably explains from his end why he got so passionate about it too, right? Which, I mean, and yes, um, I, I I think it should be pretty obvious that we fully support going outside and playing. Yeah. Um, and we think that, um, I, well, I personally, I don't speak for the rest of the panel, but um, I think that if you're outside, um, it, it's really hard to argue that you're putting anybody in danger other than maybe, you know, a silly body check. Um, either way... If you are responsible for arresting somebody, you're responsible for doing it safely and efficiently, and that is not what happened in this particular case. And guy wasn't putting up any kind of a fight. And I mean, I've I've been there. I've had to go hands on with more more people, bigger people than that in my life. And yeah, I'm a much bigger person than they are um, physically. But that was uh, that was I was embarrassed for them. That was hard to watch. Yeah, that was very interesting to watch, that's for we've, sure. Uh, we've got a comment in the live chat from uh, Infamous E. just says, their shoulder patch is the new CPS patch. Uh, started coming out last year. It's legit. They were full-on uh, CPS officers. Well, that's even more embarrassing then. It is. <laughs> so, to any of the law enforcement officers that happen to be uh, listening to the podcast, um, you are being filmed. If you're going to take somebody down, just go ahead and take them down. Yeah. yeah. We have an, another <laughs> comment. Another comment in the uh, the live chat here, which I, I quite enjoy. Uh, you're all a bunch of hosers. And by the same token, though, I guess with use of force training might come in handy too when they pulled the taser right off the back. Because I thought taser was pretty much like on the higher end of use of force. Like uh, last time I looked at the use of force model, uh, the uh, the conductive conductive electric electrical weapon uh, was up there with active res- active to assault of resistance. So um, you know, I, I'm I'm not a use of force expert anymore um i uh I, I was certified in tasers you know long 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 time ago i remember going back 15 years plus um but yeah they were that was for active like active to assault of resistance not somebody who's deciding not to get on the ground when he's told yeah. that's passive resistance that's very different anywho moving on yeah all right uh for myself uh It'll come into play later on when we talk about what we've done for preps, but uh, for those of you that own the DJI series of drones, like the Mavic Mini and the Mavic Air and stuff, uh, this week the U.S. government decided to add DJI's parent company to the U.S. export ban because they're afraid of spyware and or espionage being conducted via these drones. So if you're taking pictures of your house and random other stuff, I guess you're sending a copy elsewhere as well. So... um, they're not blocking sales per se yet of DJI drones in the U.S., but they're actually refusing to share any technology and a couple of things with them. But supposedly they're still for sale for now. So, so, so if you sorry. want one, get one. Eh, not saying not get one, but I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. But, say but the, what, what you're radar. saying is, if if you are if you're taking pictures, somebody else is also seeing those pictures. Yeah, so if you're doing like naughty hmm. dronies or something, I don't know, like maybe. <laughs> is that a thing? I'm sure that's a thing. <laughs> I'm sure that's it's got to be, be a thing. thing. Yeah, and so uh, just is that, is that rule 34? <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you if you're doing yeah. something via the cell phone, chances are it's being shared. Yep. Anyway, uh, guaranteed. Especially when, the, when the especially when the app is free, you're the product, right? You certainly are. Yeah. <clears throat> Facebook. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, 
second article. So Escape from London, kind of like Escape from New York, but much more polite and with tea. Um, so the Daily Mail had an article about, I guess, Boris Johnson implemented as of midnight today, a like severe lockdown, like Australia style on London. So uh, they said they're trying to prevent the spread of this, this new version of COVID that's supposedly running around. So they decided to tell everybody they're going to lock down the city in like 24 hours. So naturally what would happen? Everybody tried to leave and spread the disease. Isn't that, isn't that what happened to Will Smith's wife and I am legend? <laughs> they were trying to get over the bridges and the bridge were being blown up. Yeah, so it was, uh, it's a bit of a funny, and, and like typical British, they're like, I don't understand. Like they overbooked the train. I mean, there's, there's of you know, they did. 80, 80 tickets. There's 100 people trying to get on. I don't understand why that would be. And I'm like, well, because they're, they're actually like comparing it to the last helicopter to Saigon and all this other stuff. And it's actually uh, funny to read the fact that people are completely unprepared either to stay in place or they didn't see this coming and left well ahead of time. So if you had somewhere to go to and something like this was Great. going down, you think you'd just go there ahead of time. But I don't know. I mean, it's just me. But Common sense also- is not very common. Also, yeah. don't re- don't rely on something run by the government to get you where you're going. <laughs> That's right, public transport. Yeah, just, yep, good <laughs> point. And, and they're all showing like pictures of train stations and the big lineups. So I'm like, yeah, so no social dis- no social distancing happening, which is of course exactly what Boris was trying to avoid, and all this other stuff and people panicking and getting pushy and you know stampeding. And I was like, oh boy, this is like just straight out of the movies now. Yeah, so absolutely. It, yeah, it's an interesting movie or interesting article to to read. Plus, there's some video on it as well. Um, the last one. It's uh, it's a bit out there and hoity-toity and stuff. But hey, so it's uh, winter solstice tomorrow. So after tomorrow, they start getting longer. So yay! All right, yay! Uh, so we're we're over the hump of light levels. So you know, as of tomorrow, and uh, I guess it doesn't happen very often. But I guess Jupiter and Saturn are almost like over top of each other. So it's uh, kind of an it's the Christmas star for the first time in like eight hundred years or something. Yeah, it's like the it's, they figured that was the star of Bethlehem was this Jupiter and Saturn conjunction. And um, so I put an article in there on Earth, from earthsky.org about, you know, astronomy basically. And uh, yeah, I'm just happy because it's what my family has always celebrated because I can never get Christmas off. So we always celebrate the days getting longer. Yeah, that works. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 So And you're easy to drink. Yeah. So that's yeah. it. Uh, that's all I had. All right, so I've got uh, I've got a couple articles here. Uh, the first one is in regards to COVID nineteen lockdowns and uh, Teresa Tam calling for uh, uh, stricter measures in hard hit provinces. Um, sounds like uh, now Ontario is going to be locked down as of uh, Christmas Eve, assuming that's the announcement that's going to come out tomorrow at one o'clock. Yeah, and, uh, we'll see. We're pretty much guaranteed. Yep. Thanks, yeah, there's, there's there's sources somewhere talking saying that uh, that's going to happen. I figure that's Dougie just leaking it ahead of time, but. That's just me thinking. I mean, he's he's done he's done that pretty thir- he's done that pretty well across you know every other circumstance. So yep. why not this one? Yeah, true enough. So bring on the lockdowns, uh, everybody. Get your TP if you haven't already. Uh, if you haven't by now, you probably aren't listening <laughs> to this podcast. So. <laughs> the worst part is this Teresa Tam. I mean, this dude has been asking for random stuff ever since this thing came out. You know, so Wait, dude. Dude. <laughs> you see that? You see that Adam's apple? Come on now. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I'm, um, I'm still confused. Yeah. Well, if you actually Google, Google pictures of her, and you'll see the Adam's apple. Now you can't unsee it. Anyway, um, moving along, she's been saying everything, you know, from like you know, masks don't work to now, you know, masks don't work, but be polite. Now masks totally work. Now we need three layer masks. She's yep. been changing her mind so many times. So why is anybody taking advice from her at this point? Who knows? Because the science is never settled, except for climate change. Then the science is settled. <laughs> True. Tax it away. <laughs> well, yeah, tax, tax COVID then too. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, uh, I just, I just, every time Teresa Tam opens its mouth, 
I just get angrier and angrier. It's it's like the most annoying sound in the world from Dumb and Dumber now. Another reason why I put this article in, I figured it would trigger you and it'd be fun. <laughs> well, you were right. <laughs> I know. Uh, so I've got another article here. has nothing to do with Teresa Tam, so you can calm down, Ian. Um, so it is in regards to uh, Aurelia area citizens are using scanners, and that's in quotes, to disrupt OPP. So uh, it sounds like the uh, little Baofeng handheld radios are causing a little bit of an issue with the, uh, the local coppers there. And uh, some people are transmitting on an outgoing frequency they shouldn't be, and uh, it's starting to draw some attention. Well, isn't that why they're not allowed to be sold anymore? Uh, they're not allowed to be sold because they're not certified uh, by Industry Canada as a transmission-type uh, device. So okay. there is a newer version that is Industry Canada certified now that you can get. Uh, but the older model that is unlocked and can transmit at all kinds of different frequencies outside of ham um, is the one that's banned, and that's the one that is probably being used in this instance. Well, and, I mean, uh, it, that sounds more like an OPP problem than, any, than anything else. It, it like, sounds like an Industry Canada problem, but, uh, you know, and it just, just happens to be well, I mean, affecting, for, just, for affecting this frequencies. For this particular situation, I mean, the OPP are on open yeah. frequencies that... You know, when the yeah. rest of the world is on encrypted trunked digital repeaters and they're still using, you know, 177.995 open frequency. I mean, I'm just yeah. using that as a random example. That might, that may or may not actually be an OPP channel, but it's not. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes when they actually get caught because I'm sure some old fuds no. have nothing better to do with their time will do a fox hunt and track them down and then they say, hey, it's yeah. these guys. And I've I've heard rumors through the uh, the local uh, ham radio club here that they are they're interested in doing a little fox hunt just for fun, not necessarily to help out in in the investigation in any way, but uh, just because they enjoy hunting down people that are using frequencies they shouldn't, and they've uh, expressed concern that you know right now they're using certain frequencies they shouldn't, and next thing you know they're going to be on the ham frequencies causing all kinds of issues, and it just causes problems for for the people that are are using frequencies the the proper way. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But, um, it would also be of benefit for the ham club to identify and disassociate themselves from those people. Hundred percent. Yeah. This is not. This is not us. This is not who we represent. And yep. here's some more information because police resources are already stretched, and so we'll do what we can to help and be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They can disassociate themselves from it. it uh, it'll certainly keep people away from trying to you know shut them down or. Yep, exactly. or, uh, or close down frequencies they already have access to because it's, uh, it's it's always something. Uh, frequencies are not uh, not abundant; they are all being used. So, if the ham ones disappear, then ham radio goes right. So, so again, you know, for the second time tonight, any police officers that happen to be listening to the podcast, please know that it's not actual hams that are doing that. Yep, <laughs> please, don't take it, please take it out of the right people. Exactly. But uh, yeah, and those of you running around with bail fangs, uh, if uh, if you have them, just make sure that you. Uh, you know if you're transmitting what you're transmitting on because uh, it can cause some trouble. But shall we move into what we've done lately for preps? Sure. So for myself, slowly starting to move back into the house. So we spent a couple of days kind of cleaning, organizing, doing some purging and, and moving things back into the, uh, the rooms they're supposed to be in. Uh, we're a little bit delayed probably into uh, mid-January now, depending on if this uh, lockdown does happen on Christmas Eve. We'll be pushed back a little bit further than that, but... Uh, we're waiting on a couple important things that are backward, like faucets and shower glass and such. So nice wait, wait a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yep. A construction project that's not going to your schedule? Know. Weird, isn't it? You just I, blew I, my mind, Eric. I know. Yep. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay, podcast I cannot over. believe that, that happened. <laughs> so, hey, you know, it's only two weeks, so we can take it. It's not a big deal. But, uh, 
We're waiting on a couple of things there. Um, started a big network audit at home while, uh, while getting things kind of reorganized, deployed a couple more access points in the house and uh, a new PoE switch, so power over Ethernet switch, and uh, copied Hughes and uh, grabbed a Dream Machine from uh, Ubiquity. So got that all set up and and running. So, so. so for the Neanderthals in the group, can you explain what a Dream Machine is? Yeah, it's basically a, a controller for the network. Uh, it'll do all kinds of fun, nerdy things. It can run your security cameras. It runs your uh, like your, your switches, your access points. It's kind of a center con- center area to control everything. Hmm. Yeah, nice little nice little nerd toy. Super nerd. Uh, oh yeah, and then I started changing around my accounts to uh, different passwords, so I'm not using the same password on every single account. Uh, most were already switched. I had a few that I had to uh, to update with uh, with fresh passwords. Shut down some accounts that I um, no longer use as well because why have them active if I'm not using them? And uh, then if this uh, <laughs> this is what I've done lately for preps wasn't nerdy enough, started getting a, a Raspberry Pi all built and set up to be a, a mini Tor router, so I can take that on the road when I'm traveling and uh, push all my network traffic over Tor, whether I'm in a hotel room or at McDonald's or Starbucks or wherever I happen to be on the Wi-Fi or on the interweb, all my uh, all my data will go over Tor, just uh, because why not? So all your My Little Pony videos, nobody will know that you're watching them and everything else? Uh, only if I want to tell you about it again. Uh, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't out you as a brony, but, you know. Once again, rule, rule 34. And <laughs> <laughs> if you're not sure what that is, go ahead and Google that. Yeah, just uh, be careful where you Google it. Yeah. You're going to be shocked sure, when I make tell sure you. Your, make sure your firewall's up when you do that and you're, uh, yeah. you're on your VPN. You're gonna yeah, shocked maybe you, push you, your traffic you, over to her. You're going to be shocked when I tell you this happened in San Francisco, but I was in an elevator at this hotel one time. This guy walks in in a full-on My Little Pony suit, and unbeknownst to me, there's a My Little Pony convention going on at the hotel. Just thanks for my company for putting me there anyways. Um, and then so he looks at me, and I looked at him, and he goes, do you want to pet me? And I was like, uh, pass. Kind of, but... But thanks no. for the offer. And that's when I learned what a brony was. It's like, I guess My Little Pony is like a big dude thing down in the states i I don't quite get it but anyway ours is not to wonder why yeah (laughs) so yeah there's your interesting tidbit for the day nope all right as for myself i uh got a new drone uh it was a dji as a matter of fact so (laughs) and immediately the wife's like well stop taking pictures of the house now (laughs) the house by itself is of no value it's the approach approach in uh uh in surrounding areas that really matter yeah, no, so yep. I just, uh, it's it's fun. It's actually, it's very easy to fly, and it's got a fantastic camera on it and everything else. And, of course, now I still got to wait to go get an SD card for it, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's been lots of fun to, to tool around when it's not raining like a like a jungle around here. But, um, yeah, so that was good with that. Um, been kind of tight the last couple of days doing a lot of uh, prep for a big solstice dinner, or uh, as we call it, our seafood solstice celebration. A little alliteration there going on. Um because, yeah, that, like I said, that was kind of our big thing. This is actually the first time I'm going to... Do you, do you make off. a sign and you put the celebration with an S so it looks like three S's? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. we actually even have, like, the solstice socks instead of stockings, and we have a solstice bush instead of... Uh, actually, a solstice spruce, I think it was. And then we had... Everything's ass, right? And... Yeah. Like uh, the aluminum pole, and you start with the airing of grievances, and... Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's just like Festivus, but better. And then, uh, actually, even this morning, I was talking to my teenage daughters, and I was like, hey, aren't you going to, like, you know, go to bed early before the solstice silky? chicken shows up they just they just looked at me and shook their head they're just like dad i can't wait to leave <laughs> raj okay it's gonna be a total sayonara for me yeah that's right 
Anyways, I, I mentioned them that there might be Solstice surprises in their Solstice stockings. That was just a little too much. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> you got to the wrong part of the world. Yeah, so... Anyway, so uh, other than that, we just had to hunker down the last few days. We had a massive uh, storm blow through town, and it was like crazy rain. I bet you we got four inches of rain on one of the days. Like, it was just insane. And um, so, yeah, we just kind of hunkered down for that. Did a couple of grocery runs. As I actually got my fuel rotation half done, and then I got that rumor floating around from Ontario. I thought we're, we can't be far behind, so I just thought I'd finish up the fuel rotation today. And then, um, because I've had a bit of extra time at home, uh, surprise, surprise, did some CGN deals, but actually... Nothing major. It's actually I've been making a concerted effort to go through all the extra excess drawers of crap around here, and they're all small items. They, um, but they add up. You know, eventually you can like finance some bigger items when you sell a bunch of small ones. So I've been trying to do some clear up, and yeah, it's been actually good. You know, lots of get rid of excess trash, right? And that's pretty much it. Water sucks. Yeah. Um, nothing. Re- I didn't do really anything exciting this week. Um, uh, been stupid busy with work and. Um, training and all kinds of other things, but I did get the membership card for my local amateur radio club, uh, ordered some mobile radios through Rapid Survival, and hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll be in uh, in the next week or so, and I can get them before Christmas so I can install them before I go back to work in the new year. Fingers crossed. Maybe. We'll see. That's, that's it. I really didn't do anything productive this week. I just got a free SD card. Look at that. Look at that. This has probably <laughs> been the nerdiest what we've done lately for preps. Yeah. Ever. Let's move into the main topic, shall we? All right. So uh, I guess we should talk about why we're doing this. Um, when we refer to, uh, you know, hand tools for the off-grid location, we're kind of also talking about whether it be your hunt cabin. Maybe some of us are lucky enough to have a bug out location. Not all of us do. But it can also just be a home without power, right? So if you're in extended power outage or just you want to practice doing stuff manually instead of uh, you want labor-saving tools, why not? So it doesn't have to necessarily be just for those people that have an off-grid location and want like homestead for reals, right? Yeah, I was learning how to use tools. I was told, I was, I was taught that you have to be able to use the hand tools before you can use their power equivalent. And yeah. I'm, I like I'm that doing role. the same. I'm doing the same thing with my kids now. Before you can, before you can use the uh, uh, the the uh, Sawzall, you have to be able to use the handsaw first, as an example. Yeah, it makes sense. I like it. Um, so I've got a, a big long list of different tools here in the in the show notes. So I figured I'll uh, I'll start listing them off, and then we can kind of chat about them as we go and also list off for, some pros and cons for everybody that's out there. Um, Pay attention. If there's anybody on your uh, on your prepper Christmas list that's still got a yep. few things outstanding, there are going to be some great ideas. Absolutely. So I'm pretty I've sure kinda... it's the exact same intro to the Bob and Doug 12 Days of Christmas, now that I think about it. And if you haven't listened to that yet this year, you are failing as a Canadian. Here in a tree. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, I've got my list here broken down into uh, different categories. So first category up is uh, just be able to build things. So starting out with something simple, a hammer. You need a hammer right. to build things. Don't yeah. get mad. Get the right size hammer. Yep, I figured that Rule was nice one. and simple to start out with. Yep. Um, wrenches, both metric and standard, because there's nothing more frustrating than uh, having metric and needing standard or vice versa. You have an extra 10 mil wrench. Yep. Well, yeah, exactly. Always. Say 10 mil and a half inch because they seem to disappear like into the, the vortex of the universe cool. or something. That's weird and, how that happens, uh, isn't it? If you're going to buy them, invest in the uh, the ratcheting box end wrenches. They are absolutely worth their, worth, worth the money. 
100, 100 times out of 100. And I've got the socket set. Oh. Also, also good to have. Yeah, well, that's also because everything's starting to get made in Well, not starting, but everything's made in China nowadays, and they use metric pretty much exclusively versus the U.S. that used Imperial. So if you're buying stuff from China, you got to get the metric too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, just to throw it in the list there up with Hammer is a, a screwdriver set. Makes sense yes, to have. Absolutely. You're going to want that. Canadian sure. Tire, um, right now, and they do this every year, about this time, they start putting out their Boxing Week sales, and they put the, yep. like, normally $195, like, 3,000-piece screwdriver set on about 20 bucks. So um, the actual price it should be all year round. The actual price that it should be. Um, but look for the look for those because they are they are an excellent deal and they have a lifetime yeah. warranty. Sure so do. when you break one ten years later, which I actually just went through a couple of weeks back, um, when you when you rip the rubber off the handle and it gets uncomfortable, you just take it back and they exchange it for a new one, no charge, no questions. Yep, and they're great about it too. Yep, they like they don't they don't even care. They're they're proud they're proud to do that. They they're happy to do it. So as long as they can match the numbers up on it and verify it's theirs, done. Yep. It's the only question they ask. Uh, what else I got? Uh, set of pliers. So again, maybe two, two sets yeah. of pliers or three. My needle, my needle pliers, pliers always disappear. Needle nose pliers, lineman pliers, different sizes. Channel yeah, locks. Absolutely. Channel locks. Yep. 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 And they're like yep. ten different kinds of channel locks, depending on depending yeah. on the kinds of set you get. <laughs> yep. Uh, adjustable wrench. Again, multiple sizes, um, mm -hmm. but something good to have in your uh, your pile of tools because uh, it's going to be handy somewhere at some point. Absolutely, uh, and then a pipe wrench. If, uh, if you think that's something that you're going to need in your list of stuff, then why not? Especially if uh, the power's out and help's not coming anytime soon, and you've got a, a pipe that needs uh, either taken off or put on or, or whatever, that's going to be handy. Well, no, I mean that really only matters if you have threaded pipe anywhere. True, you if should you probably verify that need, first. Yeah, like before you go and buy one, make sure that you actually yeah. need it. Well, that, I mean, gas line pipe, like same idea, right? Yep. It's all threaded, but uh, also well, it's this extra torque, right? Some, some, some of it is, but a lot of it now is, um, um, a lot of it now is PEX, a lot of gas really? lines. True. Yep. yep. It's, it's PEX. It's PEX up to the meter and then soldered in. Wow. Soldered in type M. Huh. Crazy. All right. Uh, Got a tape uh, measure on the list. Yep. And, and anybody want to make a make a tape measure joke? <laughs> well, length does matter. I mean, there definitely, length does matter. Um, tw Twenty-five feet is kind of the standard, but one of those, like uh, those, you know, coil tape style that does like hundred yep, feet, absolutely. they come in handy as well for, sure for, for various construction things. But yeah, the twenty-five foot kind of takes care of most of your issues, right? Yeah. Um, there, there are actually several different types of tape measures. Your best, your best bet if you're going to have one is one that's metric on one side, imperial on the other. Um, one that I used a lot when I was in trades was a self-centering tape. So it actually had the half mark every quarter inch. So wherever I wherever I measured to, it would tell me what the half dimension was. Which was really oh, handy. handy. Yeah. Um, so that was that was one that I had and then uh, uh, just a, a friendly reminder that no two measuring tapes are measured the same. So if you're rattling off precise measurements from one from one person to another, they're going to have a different. They're going to come out with a different measurement, um, off by anywhere from a sixteenth to a quarter, depending on uh, depending on the the end of the tape and the play in the the play in it and all those good things. So, or the website uh, you're on, or the website you're on, yeah, yeah. or the pills, or the pills that you may or may not have taken. <laughs> there's, there's, oh, there's my favorite. <laughs> Yes, just make sure to not get a tape measure that's in internet inches. Uh, 
So, utility knife. With spare ADs. blades. Uh, yeah, spare blades. Yeah. Uh, so make sure when you buy your utility knives, they come in you know, a bunch of different sizes, but the two standard ones are kind of HB and LB. Uh, make sure you figure out which one your takes it takes and get the according, you know, the, the proper one, I guess, right? And there are all kinds of blades you can get. Those those snap-off blades are fantastic. You can get oh, yeah. like carpet hook blades, and you can get um, like super heavy-duty blades that are usually black because they're tactical. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> assault well, you blades. Super, they're assault heavy, blades, yes. You can get yeah. super heavy-duty blades. Um, you can get uh, um, shingle blades that are uh, that are heavy-duty and hooked. They'll cut uh, like asphalt shingles, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're a great tool. I, I don't uh, you I, I you can't have enough utility knives and you can't have enough blades for that utility knife. Yep. Uh, Ken in the live chat here has got a good point. Please learn to read the tape for the tape measure. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. Perfect if you point. Want, if, if you want to throw your kids off who've learned only metric, you start talking about sixteenths and thirty seconds and eighths and stuff, and <laughs> and before you know it, they're just like walking away in frustration. It's like what's that <laughs> millimeters? <laughs> Or or start or start measuring everything in thousands of an inch. Yeah, yep. it can't be like you like us that we're because we're bimetrical. We swing both ways, right? <laughs> I, oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not though. I, I translate everything from metric from metric into imperial and then express it either as imperial or metric. Yeah. Fun fact: in the uh, in the door hardware world, there are actually three units of measurement. So there's imperial, which is of course American inches. There's soft metric, which is a direct conversion of imperial into millimeters, and there's hard metric, which is the um, rounded sizes. So a, a three-foot door, which would be 36 inches, is 914 millimeters, but a, in soft metric, and 900 millimeters in hard metric. So you can either order a 914 mil door for for a government project, which is 36 inches, or you can order a 900 mil door in hard metric, and the frames don't line up and the hardware doesn't line up. So, if you're gonna if you're gonna measure things, make sure you're using the right the right uh, unit of measurement. Do I have to make the hard and soft joke? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if there was any episode we were gonna do that I thought was gonna get us kicked off of YouTube, this was not the one. <laughs> of all of the apparently it might be this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, next on the list, a putty knife. Actually, a level. Sorry, I got the level there. So that's uh, you know, if you want to build things and, and have level, you're going to need a level. Yep, so, been, absolutely. Been yeah. a lifesaver when I'm living on a cliffside. That's for sure. Oh yeah, uh, make it a tactical level if you want. Spray paint it black. I've <laughs> uh, got a putty knife. Yeah, well, not just for putting Andy? putty down on the walls, but for scraping stuff up like chicken poop yep. off the floor. True. Yeah, you don't use the same knife for that. Well, no. Well, you smear that on the walls later. <laughs> yeah, probably not a good idea. All right. Uh, got assorted nails on the list. Yep. Always something that can come in handy. Yep. And uh, of course, uh, match, match your nails and your hammers to each other. Here come the comments again. Assorted screws. There are too screws. Nail it through it. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, well, the thing and, about screws—the thing about screws when you use them—they are hard to pull out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so it's been—it's been a great 97 episodes, gentlemen. Um, we're gonna have to find an alternate. Uh, yeah, you, you can find us next week on tour. <laughs> uh, I've got a hand grinder on the list. Oh, Actually, I have a jingle grinder. Will do a lot of things. Yeah, so like you're talking like an angle grinder equivalent, but manual. I've never seen one of those before. Yeah, 
No, I, I have not seen one either, but um, I know such a thing exists. It's just a I mean, matter that was of always, that was always called a you know, hacksaw in my experience, but... Yeah, yeah I've never actually heard of that, yeah. yeah, you could probably do that. Um, let's see. Uh, hand drill. I'm sure you've all heard of that. That's my personal favorite. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. uh, for uh, for drilling all sorts of stuff, pilot holes, rivets, for reasons, and, uh, you know, random other stuff, but like $3. Probably, probably called a brace, by the way. That's right. Yes, it is called a brace. This was actually yeah. my grandpa's, but yeah, he used it his whole life, and yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, so. that's cool. I have one that's actually, it's got a, it's got a nice uh, oak handle in it. It was my, it was my grandpa's too. Oak handle. Well, this was actually, uh, that was oak. Yeah. I think this is oak too, but I actually had to spray paint it tactical green, not so much the color choice, but just because it was going to get moldy otherwise, so I had to put some paint on it around here, but. Reasonable. Anyway. Yeah. Cover up the mold with green, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, at least that way you can't tell if it's moldy. Exactly. Uh, so we've got a, a handsaw and hacksaw. Well, the handsaw oh. for carpentry yep. work is certainly yep. going to make sense. Absolutely. Fine, fine teeth for fine cuts and yep. bigger teeth, lower teeth uh, counts for record cuts. And a hacksaw for reasons. For reasons. Uh, you know, <laughs> Multi-use, I mean, if you've got to you know, amputate a zombie bite or you know, yeah. cut metal Plumbing, in that way. handcuffs, whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever yeah. maybe. You name it. Uh, clamps. Be able to hold things in place. Maybe for the hacksaw. Yeah. Maybe for the hack stuff. Maybe for welding. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe for welding. Depending on the clamps, depending on the work. Yep. Lots of, uh, lots of uh, sizes available. And I'm actually uh, surprised with clamps you didn't include the vice. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I figured conversation would take us there. Yeah, like that right thing there. right there. Like, yeah, that was like a, a good, a good vice is absolutely find. invaluable in a, in a shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you can't find a use for it, then you don't need a shop. Oh, where to find them for the hand drill uh, from Connie? Yeah, uh, Restore or Salvation Army and or Garage Sales. Like, seriously, I think I saw one of them just like this for three bucks there. Because um, nobody wants them anymore because they can get like a DeWalt power tool for, you know, 99 or whatever with a couple of batteries. But they're actually very easy to find still. And, and plus, every old guy that's having a garage sale will have one. So if you're looking at, uh, if you're looking for new, uh, Busy Bee Tools usually has them. Or probably uh, Lehman's my, would be my guess, too. Lehman's? Yeah, it's an American easy. company. They, they ship, oh. to this, ship to Canada, but it's, it's like an Amish off-grid tool company. Neat. Oh, that's yeah. cool. If you want to spend a lot of money on one, Lee Valley. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, with clamps, uh, one of my favorite types of clamps, by the way, is the um, the pipe clamp, which just works on three-quarter inch black pipe. Um, I like that because you can have one set of clamps and four or five different lengths of pipe, and you can make the biggest, whatever size clamp you want. Nice. That's 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 my thing on clamps. No. Like the quick clamps. Uh, next, uh, next on my list here is the trusty axe. Again, for reasons like also cutting down zombies. trees, zombies, and zombies. Uh, and if you want to go all autistic on on axes, go to Wrangler Star's uh, YouTube channel. Like he'll spend forty or fifty episodes talking about axes. Except for him and I disagree vehemently on Fiskars, but anyway, he's uh, he's a fun channel. So gotta disagree on something, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's an entire series on its own. Axes. <laughs> oh yes. yes. Well, because if you're gonna have a wooden handled axe, you gotta have a spare wood handle, and you gotta have some uh, some wedges to like tap that wood into place and everything else 
if you have fist cars and you know society's still intact, well, you can always just send it in for warranty forever. Yep. But sure. you know, it's, yeah. it's two two ways of thinking about it, right? Yeah, if society collapses, that warranty. I can, I can buy a, I can buy a lot of fiskers for the price of just about any other axe out there. Yeah, for like a Wetterlings or one of those uh, Grand Force Brooks axes, you can buy about ten fiskers. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And yeah. I probably won't get ten fiskers worth of uh, worth of life out of them. So, anyways, that's it's personal choice again. Yeah. Uh, next up is uh, so some hex or Torx wrenches, also called Allen keys. Or Allen keys, yeah. Uh, there's um, Torx as well is kind of different than, than Allen keys, but uh, so we got the little six, star. Yeah. Six-point six stars and Allen keys yep. are six-point, like hexagons. Yeah. I, I always called them me keys, and a lot of people laugh at that. I mean, mostly <laughs> my kids, but... Uh, yeah, the spelling's wrong. That's the only thing that people really care about. <laughs> so. yeah. uh, then I've got uh, a ladder. So maybe a medium-duty kind of uh, in between the two. Well, yeah. If you're, heavy, if you're a heavy person, don't buy a medium ladder. Just well, and I learned uh, the the hard way when I went to the Home Depot in Barry and bought one there. And of course, they sell like the the light duty, which is color coded, I guess. Like Alan, you yep. probably know that better than I do. Oh yeah. Uh, it's uh, I guess it's red, yellow, and something. Yeah, yellow is yellow and blue are usually uh, construction rated, so they're grade one CSA, grade one, grade one A, or grade one AA. Whereas others uh, others are are not. Um, red is usually grade two. And green is usually grade two as well. Um, can't speak to other provinces, but in Ontario, if you're on a construction project, you must have a CSA grade one or higher rated ladder. So that's grade one, grade one A or grade one AA. Mostly that's a weight rating. Um, so as long as your lat like match your match your ladder to your weight, and if you are a medium du- a medium sized person, a medium duty ladder will do you. And if you're a large sized person, then you need a heavy duty ladder. Plain and simple. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I didn't realize there was actually grades of ladders till after I bought my yeah. Home Depot. So. <laughs> I, honestly, it's it's one of the it's one of the things in my professional life that I fight with more. It's probably the thing that I fight most about, um, in that it's really hard to justify why a hundred and twenty pound drywall drywaller needs a three hundred pound rated ladder, but um, you have to because that's a that, that's that's the rule in the in the construction regulations. So. Okay, no. that's, that's that's my thing about ladders. I'm taking medium duty off my list and uh, going to say Honest. read the instructions. <laughs> read the instructions. Yeah, match the <laughs> and of course match match the size the size and style of ladder to the uh, to the to the work. Right, if you've got a yeah, uh, if you've got a 35 foot roof peak that you need to climb onto, a 17 foot ladder is not going to help you very much. Uh, no, it certainly isn't. <laughs> uh, it's next on my list here. I've got a broom and dustpan, which I guess would probably go near the end of the list, but. This well, is kind of close to the end. For, for sweeping up the ashes after you've yeah. disposed of bodies. Exactly. Well, I mean, if, if you uh, want to oh, wait married, a minute. Wrong, wrong podcast. <laughs> if you want to stay married, that's important too to have the room and dust fan because divorce true. dust gets everywhere, right? It's true. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Especially for drywall work, you'd never want to have that stuff get anywhere. So No. Anyway. A good roll of plastic and some painter's tape will help a lot with that too, but yeah. that's a different true. section. Uh, and then I know this one was mentioned in the live chat at uh, wire cutters. So Never know. You need, to cut, you need to cut the green yep. wire. No, yes. the red wire. Yeah. Uh, the red blue, wire. blue wire? <laughs> Never cut Black the red wire. wire. Purple wire? <laughs> <laughs> and um, then after you've cut the wrong wire, some electrical tape. <laughs> and, and possibly a defibrillator. Yes. And of course, the reason for electrical tape is because it's non conductive, right? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And waterproof. Um, 
for, for uh, antenna yep. work if you're doing uh, yes, ham radio that's work. True. This yep. is true, yeah. Um, it does, however, it can, however, freeze. It, it, it loses its elasticity when it freezes. It sure yeah. does. Actually, quite the opposite. What happens when it gets super hot? Oh, then it melts. <laughs> yeah. No, it just melts like in your toolbox. It's just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I like to keep mine in a Ziploc at this point. Now I learned my lessons the hard way on that one. <laughs> but. And then when the electrical tape fails, um, duct tape. This is, I mean, a lot of this comes down to two things, right? You need duct tape. If it's not supposed to move and it does, you duct tape it. If it is supposed to move and it doesn't, WD-40. Yeah. Although, I, I mean, that's that's an old joke. Please don't use WD-40 on anything. It's um, it, it's it's a it's a um, a penetrating oil, and it does a reasonable job as a a moisture barrier. But there are far better things out there for it. Three-in-one um, oil uh, makes. Uh, well, three-in-one oil by itself is a better preventative, um, and silicone is a much better lubricant than WD-40. There we go. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Connie brings up a good point to uh, cut the barbed wire. I'm like, <laughs> oh, good yeah, point. If if, Fencing if, pliers. Yeah. yeah, or if you're like in that one of those COVID re-education camps. I mean, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> health camps. You know, it's, it's important too, right? Recovery camps. Recovery. Recovery camps. camp. Yeah. A couple of good pairs of pliers, and you can you can uh, work harden a section of wire. If you just bend it back and forth enough, it'll yep. it'll eventually heat up, harden, and then and then break. Um, not that I'm encouraging you to destroy fencing in any way, but yeah, should the need arise, like, no. should the need arise, now you know how to do that. Well, you might have to fix a fence on your own property. You might have to fix a fence on your own property, and that's a that's one way you can do it. Exactly. Uh, and then rounding it all out, you're going to need something to put all these materials in, so a toolbox. Yep. That's important. And the TA tire ones are cheap, but by the same time, you put all these tools in there, and you lift up, and the handle's going to break. Yep. It's true. But then you have don't, all these don't tools. Don't try and put all handle. of these things in one toolbox. You'll never... You'll no, never terrible idea. Well, terrible actually, idea. if you get the old metal ones from the garage sales, that's where they really come in. To their own yeah, and then you throw it your shoulder when you try and carry it any more than about five steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, next category I've uh, got is can growing Can I just food? add two things into that section before we uh, before we move I on? I suppose. Sure, um, go for it. Somebody mentioned it in the live chat somewhere, but a good set of chisels is invaluable. Oh, yes. Yep. And um, tap and die set. If you're going to be working uh, with metal at all, you should have a tap and die set. Yep. yep. That's a good point. And then if you need a specific thread, like half 28 or something, they're available on Amazon for reasons. Yep. And, and eBay. Yep. Mm -hmm. so. And most local fastener supplies, like Profasco, Fastenal, they're usually, there's usually independence in every reasonable size city. Cool. Well, there we go. That will, that will have that stuff in stock, and you're supporting an independent business, a small independent business, which is apparently very difficult to do these days. Yep. <laughs> All right. We'll move into... Uh, Growing food. So first and foremost, I've got a shovel for reasons. The, the also food. a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, when you, when you talk about shovels, right, there are a couple of different kinds of shovels. Don't use the flat blade spade to try and dig a hole. No, terrible idea. And don't terrible pick idea. up alpaca poop with a spade first for digging. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Also, short handle, long handle because of uh, leverage and or weight of what you're carrying it can mm -hmm. come into play. Um, yep. 
Yeah, no, it's amazing the difference in shovels uh, that can. If make you're them. over six feet tall, don't bother with the short handled anything. Yeah, don't, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. No, that's that's no. made for people my size, Al, not for people. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're dual wielding or something, I don't know what for, but you know. Zombies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that, man. So just for for reference to to all the to all the uh, the listeners out there, um, Eric and I are both reasonably tall, and Ian doesn't come up to either one of our armpits. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like foghorn leg going to the chicken hawk. I get it. It's, 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 I, I get that, but that's okay. Oh boy. Sorry, right. uh, I never have to like squish into like a for a Taurus or anything like some people, right? I just I, oh it'd yes, be, yeah. it'd be a comfortable car for me. So yeah. Yeah, hey, my it. first car was a Toyota Echo. Yeah, and you can, <laughs> you can just picture that for hours and still not understand it. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to fit into a Taurus either. No, but the, uh, I, I, there's not again. You can't have enough goon spoons on the on the acreage to uh, to make yourself happy. Like I think I've got again from garage sales and other places. You actually just buy the blade and the replacement handles, wood handles. Uh, the blades you might get for three or four bucks at a garage sale. The replacement handles are like twenty, and yeah, one screw later they're together again. And just yeah, keep them painted and or the rust off, and they'll last for pretty much ever. So yeah. shovels are good. Shovels are good. One is none. Next, uh, next on the list is a hoe, and no, not that kind. Everybody, calm down. But oh. you know, a hoe is no good unless it's dirty. This is true. I had like three yeah. jokes lined up for that, Eric. I've been waiting for this for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, you got to use them. You got to use them a lot to make sure they're dirty, right? Like you know, <laughs> this you gotta, is true. Yeah. And you, but you got to make sure that you clean them up before you put them away. Yeah. <laughs> you the next, the next person using it is not going to appreciate if you leave your hoe dirty. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So wash it off after, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Connie, if this is your first show watching. We're not actually like this normally, but anyway. No. <laughs> yes, we are. We just usually don't put it on the air. <laughs> usually this is pre-show stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, once you're, you're done with the shovel and the hoe, there is the rake. Alan's favorite. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's so many kinds of rakes. So my favorite, my favorite combination of, of this so far is the, the good like heavy metal tine rake, which is good for breaking up soil. Um that and an axe and some duct tape, and you've got yourself a perfect zombie defense weapon. A few of those, you duct tape the axe to the to the hoe, and then they step on it and does the side so bob thing, and comes up and smacks him in the face. But it's an axe. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I put a lot of thought into this. It's, I have a lot of rakes, a lot of axe. Genius! It's reusable, and you know you have to put any effort in, and you don't get tired, and it's perfect. It's a pa- it's a yeah. passive defense weapon. You just scatter them about your front lawn, and everything's fine. I think we're just going to call it an episode uh, right here. That's it. <laughs> Survival complete. Survival complete. Yep. Everybody just, you just won. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that's my time. Thank you very much. Make sure to tip your waitress. I'll be here next week too. <laughs> but uh, we'll carry on with, uh, with a wheelbarrow because why not? After you've taken the zombie down, you need a way to wheel them away. So and get yourself a good heavy-duty construction-grade wheelbarrow. The, the yep. ones you get at home are just trash. Uh, they don't take enough weight. They tend to twist and warp and fall over. But get the good heavy ones. Yep. It's something you'll buy once in your lifetime. Spend a few more dollars. Well, that exactly. and, uh, there's a lot to be said for those uh, dual front wheel ones because they're a little bit uh, more... I guess uh, less unwieldy, uh, should you say. And, but also the fact is that you can use that for everything from like building up you know, rock piles uh, for fences or, you know, berms or whatever, defensive postures, whatever you want to do. But I mean, yeah, like, like Alan said, don't, don't cheap out on that. It's uh it gets really heavy, but also have spare tire uh, uh, tubes for it. Yep. 
because yeah, it doesn't take much to put a nail through the front wheel, and then you're out of oh, luck. So that's no good deal. Yeah, I've got uh, pruning shears on the list here under growing food because might need to prune a few things here or there. Yeah. Well, if you want to increase visibility up to the you know the five foot level, do you want to knock off all the low hanging branches without like knocking the crap out of your well, axe? Six or... foot level. For those of us of normal size. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. The six foot level. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I mean, plus it actually helps collect uh, kindling and you know small small wood to, to burn. So I mean, uh, and if you get the Fiskers, guaranteed for life. Yep. Um, if you break a blade or whatever, so yeah, no, they are very handy little tools. And then last on the uh, list here for growing food is seed pots. Can't uh, can't really grow stuff without a seed pot. I guess you could if you've got the, uh, the area in the gardening, but if you want to start it inside or somewhere a little bit warmer for winter seasons, then uh, seed pots are going to be useful. Yep. Um, from the Facebook chat, Ellis Ruger said lots of tomato cages. Um, oh, we went call. to year. Tomato cages are an absolutely great idea for that. Absolutely. Yeah, good call on mm. that one. Excellent show. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks, Ellis. Shall we move into uh, the list for breaking things for reasons? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is my favorite <laughs> section. <laughs> I figured this would be a, a favorite one. So we'll start it out with pry bar. Yeah. Candy Small for all things. Yep. Yep. And they're relatively cheap. I was actually surprised how cheap they are. Yep. Yeah. Again, spend the, the the difference between the really cheap ones and the good quality ones is not a lot of money. Get the good ones. Yeah, I actually absolutely. have one on my desk. Um, I found it downstairs. It was in my it was in my basement. I had some uh, I had some plumbing work done, and I thought that my plumber had left it behind, but it turns out it wasn't his. So it was a bonus tool that somebody left in there at some point, and I found in the rafters. Um, but one of the one of the forks is broken off, so it's only a partly useful tool. Um, but again, like it's like they're they're cheap enough to buy. They're cheap enough for the good, to to pay for the good ones to justify it. Yep. And useful. That's the good ones. And I've got bolt cutters on the list. Yeah, again, bigger is better, right? Like uh, you can always go down in size with a big bolt cutter, but you can't go up in size very easily. So yep. I would definitely say go for the bigger version if you can. And the, and you get the little hand versions too that are also good for cutting barbed wire. And Don't ask me how I know that. And, well, it's small padlocks, but the small padlocks, padlocks small enough that the little bolt cutters can work. You take that big screwdriver that Ian's been playing with all night and put it in the shackle and twist. Yeah. Yep. And it does the same job with less effort. Yep. Uh, or you could take a sledgehammer. Mm -hmm. Next on the list. Yeah. So as I, I like to call it my finishing hammer because that's for my uh, detail, yes. detail work when I'm doing construction. Uh, as the, as the <laughs> wife helps with baseboard. Yeah, and I found that people like uh, when I was watching in Ontario when they were watch, you know watching the houses get built, this is how they actually you know knocked everything into place and, and made, it, made it fit. Yeah. But um, again, you know you can get the the head of the hammer for two or three bucks used and get the wooden handle for it. And again, once in a lifetime purchase, keep it painted, and it's so good for everything from like knocking support posts around to I don't know dislodging stuff. I don't know. I've never my had my current my current sledgehammer is being used as uh, as part of my workout routine. Yeah, take a sledgehammer I mean, and smash a, smash a tractor tire with it, and you do that yeah. two hundred times on each side, and it's a hell of a workout. That was uh, yeah, that was, well, that was a CrossFit thing for sure. We used to do that, yep. and yep. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And again, you get to play beneath your Thor for a while, right? Yep. Yeah. And the heavier the hammer, the better it the better it feels at the end. Yep. And I've got a crowbar on the list. Why not? A crowbar and a pry bar. So pry bar is flat, 
like straight with a flat with a flat uh, beveled edge. And the crowbar actually has the little hook on the end. Comes yeah. in handy. And so yep. that's why I was playing with this thing too, because this can be used as a pry bar as well. This big long screwdriver. The screwdriver is probably what two feet long, and uh, three dollars at Princess Auto. Well, like two feet in internet inches, or uh, so do that. This <laughs> would be like, yeah, it. this would be four <laughs> feet in internet inches. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, no, three dollars for Princess Auto, and good for everything from prying to whatever. It's just something you just don't have to care about too much. And like, if you break it, it's no big deal. But yeah, it's good for prying, not just for doing the actual screwdriver trick. But it's, it's and a for nice for everybody that's losing their mind out there currently, not all screwdrivers are good for prying. Most screwdrivers you no. shouldn't pry with. Use nope. the right tool for the job. Nope. But that but particular screwdriver is intended to be used for prying. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I've seen people use it with brake jobs, even just to like pry open the the, the brake uh, calipers and stuff, or not yep. the calipers, the the pads, and uh, it works great. So yep. yeah, it's just one of those things where like you just because it's the leverage, right? So the big yep. long handle, and then also just as a side note too, we forgot to mention the breaker bar. Whoop. So oh. same idea, uh, not a ratcheting uh, socket set, but just the the breaker bar for those those extra rusted on bolts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or if you're at the it's side just of the leverage. road, yeah, if you're at the side of the road and the 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 stock supplied. Uh, little wrench they give you for the wheel lug nuts isn't going to cut it. Having one of these on board obviously is going to make oh, it yes. a lot easier. Yep. yep. So, uh, just a thought there. And again, you can get these really cheap. Uh, I think this is, this this wasn't wasn't, but you can get them at Princess Auto cheap. But this one was a garage sale special, which I just found out before the show was a Mastercraft Maximum, which means it's I think it's good for life. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think I bought my Mastercraft brand new for about twelve bucks on Boxing Day last year. Yeah. So. Uh, next up, I've got the uh, the Fubar forcible entry tool. Because oh, why I love not? Fubar. <laughs> oh yeah, two sizes. There's two sizes of Fubar. There's like a 36 inch Fubar, and there's like a 60 inch Fubar. Uh, yeah, both. They're both worth their weight in gold. <laughs> so the great thing about the Fubar, like it's it's actually it has jaws that are designed to wrap around two by lumber and grip it, so you can just grip it and rip it. Um, and then it also has the beveled prying end, and um, I think it even has a bottle opener section to it. Like it's it is. Absolutely worth its weight. Uh, but you're destroying things. You can have a beer. Perfect. Yep, absolutely. And it's got the. It has the striking, like the striking head on it too. The yep. striking face. So, um, it's. Uh, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but as a firefighter, I'd rather have the foobar than a flathead axe when I'm forcing entry on a building. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Alice points out that uh, crowbars uh, uh, are good as well as a non-suspicious home defense weapon. And well, I was like. Well, I mean, I guess if, if you go for a Street Fighter from the 80s video game, I think it was like pipe wrench, crowbar, baseball bat, and what else did they have on that chain. game? You could, you <laughs> yeah, chain? Yeah, chain. Yep. The chain, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah. Which basically, I think Antifa played too many versions of that, and that's what they seem to use nowadays. But oh. anyway. Uh, were they even old enough to play that game? Nope. Maybe what from the dad, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least on my, uh, my list here for breaking things is uh, safety goggles, because safety first. I no, figured so out he's like appreciate third, that. third or fourth. Yeah. But <laughs> especially talking about breaking things. If you use safety goggles, then you won't have to refer to our first date episode. You might want yeah, to, anyways. You you should like you should. <laughs> but yeah. Well, um, you wanted to st- stuff to stuff in your eyes sucks. I, I can tell you this from personal experience. Having debris removed from your eyes is a um, it's traumatic getting the stuff in your eyes in the first place, and it's even more traumatic having it removed. Um, and your eyes are not something that heal terribly well. So take care of your eyes. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty obsessive about safety glasses. I think I currently own about eight pairs um, for various reasons. Breaking things. Breaking things mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Again, 
for the sake of a dollar store, go for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's better than nothing, right? Yep. And I mean, even the even the really good ones that like anti fog and they come in they come to, like the cleaner and they have the the um, like the removable arms so they don't break when you put them in your pocket. Um, like the arms that kind of snap off and then back on. They're only like four bucks. Yeah. Yep. Don't like go to the go to the local your local industrial supplier and buy like four pairs, and they're they are worth they are well worth their their uh, their weight. So we move on to the miscellaneous list. Mm. Yep. So I just smacked a whole bunch of stuff in the list list uh, that didn't fit really anywhere else or fit in multiple uh, multiple categories. So first on the top of the list is a spare five gallon bucket. There are no such things uh, as spare gap buckets. There are buckets no. I'm not currently using and yeah, buckets that I'm currently using. <laughs> agreed. So we we talked about our sanitation aspect. Uh, you can use it as a porta potty. You can use it as just to haul water. You can haul uh, pack up. Do we use the same bucket for those two things? No, well, not, not one before the other. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. use the poopy one afterwards, I suppose. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I've never not had a reason for having buckets around. I must have at least ten or twelve in use at any given time. So oh yeah, yep. yeah. You can never have too many five gallon buckets. Uh, tarps and plastic sheeting, which I would hope, uh, being of the preparedness mindset, you would have lots of these around already, but uh, you, you may or may not. Big big rolls of it at uh, at the big box stores for uh, it's like house house wrap um, or vapor barrier, and it's it's dirt cheap, and they're huge rolls. Um, plastic sheeting, yeah. It's if you can't find twenty uses for it, then. Go back to the saran wrap in the end of the world episode, and and not just not just for a clean room like Dexter again, yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I think we've probably done four episodes, including you know pandemic preparedness and uh, the yep. saran wrap in the end of the world and sanitation. Like there are so many different things that you can use plastic sheeting for. Well, and the tarps too. I mean, uh, yep. more of a disposable mindset with the tarps because they they really don't last that long. But you get those little five dollar ones when they're on sale at Canadian Tire, and they're nine by twelve. And again, you can use them in so many different ways that, you know, and if you have to toss them afterwards, no big deal yep. for five bucks, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, next up, I've got the spare PVC pipe, just in some standard sizes, because you never know when you might need some. Just about everything is two inch now, I've discovered. And internet pe- internet uh, inches or real inches? Real inches. Okay. I mean, and the- and that's, in, that's uh, internal diameter. <laughs> Uh, and that's also a roll of PEX. Like uh, if you have a PEX uh, yep. clamp, like a PEX crimper, um, yep. then yeah, you can't have enough of that either. So, And to go with that PVC pipe, some uh, pipe cement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you run out of liquor, you've got pipe cement still. It's <laughs> <laughs> your worst you can, case scenario. And it, you know, worst case scenario, with zombies, you can make your potato cannon, right? True. <laughs> yes. Yep, absolutely. Good. Uh, some hose clamps. Yep. yep. Fuel, fuel leaks and everything else. Yep. Uh, and then that way you can run your propane torch because the, the uh, fuel's not leaking anymore. Yep. Like we mentioned before, don't buy the refills for the propane torches. Just get the one pound camping thing. It's the same threading, yep. same amount for half yep. the price. Yep. It just it's a different it's a different shape and size. Yeah. That's yep. all. Uh, I've got on the list here soldering iron, uh, one that runs on butane or, or some alternate uh, fuel. Yep. Just in case you have to solder something, wires or whatever it is you're you're getting into there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this is mentioned already, but chisels. Yep. Yep. And then yep. if you want to keep everything sharp, uh, some files. And again, uh, different sizes, different 
uh, coarseness oh, yes. of, the, of the teeth and everything else. So you can get the uh, the double flat bastard, the flat bastard, and, <laughs> <laughs> and all the other ones. Like, yeah, they cross-cut files and everything else. I mean, there's there's so many different files to use, but make sure you, you don't want to, like, use the coarse one on your fine, you know, pocket blades and everything else and vice versa. But even needle files for sharpening chainsaws is handy, yep. too. So Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, I've got uh, pencils and chalk. Want to be yeah. able to write some stuff down. And write on wood as required. Yep. The oh boy, hand, handiest thing I ever learned. It was a uh, it was a carpenter I saw do this once in uh, on a job site. He took a couple of pieces of painters tape and he put it over the the side of his um, measuring tape, and he would take a measurement and he would write it on the on the with his pencil on the measuring tape, and then he would take it outside and he had the he had the number right there uh, to make nice. to go make the cut, and that is like. If you don't have at least half a dozen pencils to start a project, you're doing it wrong. Mm. Oh yeah. And last uh, last section I got here is food prep. So um, you're always going to want utensils. I consider them a tool. Yep. Um, a hand beater mixer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've been waiting yeah. to show this off too. I uh, right there you go, the garage sale special. Heck yeah. Ooh. Uh, use this once and then really appreciate your grandparents going through the depression having to use this because oh my god it's horrible yeah, um, it there's, because there's no torque behind it and the teeth are kind of like ratchety loose and everything else it works but I wouldn't want to have to like do it forever but yeah it's there it'll, it's get, you, it'll get you through the through the, the loosest part of the like it'll, it'll make it'll mix, mix the dry ingredients really well it'll mix the wet ingredients really well just not the wet into the dry very well it, pretty much exactly that yeah and it's yeah, it's it's a thing, but you know, a spoon might just do it as well. But I don't know. Oh, well, talk about a segue: wooden spoons. Oh, look at that! <laughs> oh, look at that! Fun, oh, fun fact: when you get wooden spoons really cold, they snap. Oh, look at that! I, I learned that this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned they they snap when they get smacked over your butt when you're about five years old too. This oh, is yeah, yeah. Learn that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are so getting kicked off of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't mean it in a dirty way either. Like I was, I was trying to stay clean on that. Oh one. yeah, I was just yeah. saying I was a bad child. That's all. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Oh, I just think it's called child abuse now versus punishment. But. Well, yeah. Now I mean, yeah. now the snowflakes will get a hold of you, and yeah. you'll get your kids taken away and everything else. Yeah, so. and then our YouTube channel shut down. Yeah. We, um, we at Canadian Pepper Podcast do not condone child abuse in any way, shape, or form. And, no. Yeah. Oh, use your wooden spoons for eating only. Uh, so spatulas, again, useful tool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, come in handy with our soap making episode. Yes, mm-hmm. sure absolutely. Would. Also for making bacon and eggs and pancakes oh, yes. and hamburgers. Wonderful. Plastic explosives. And- <laughs> <laughs> Hungry all of a sudden. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've got uh, strainer and pots on here as well. Pots. Well, not pots. Pot. Uh, not more. Well, yeah. Well, preferably steel <laughs> pots. Yep. For going on top of the fireplace. Yep. Uh, and or if you have a uh, a portable, what do you call those, uh, conductive heaters? or uh, They have those conductive elements that only work with metal pots. Um, oh, induction? Induction heaters, that's, that's it. Up. Sorry, yep. thank you. Um, we got one of those little single burners that can actually be run off a generator or whatever um, as a backup thing just in case as well. So if you do have gas or electric that requires 240 volts, you can get one of those ones and they only take like 500 watts. So. Yeah, good to know. It's a thought. But you need metal for that. Yep. Yep. And then last on the list is the handy dandy can opener. If you don't have three, again, you're failing. 
You are. And yep. the bottle opener. Yes. True. Yes. It's yeah, like the one the one thing that I miss about wearing a wedding ring is always having a built-in bottle opener. Yeah. You don't want to chip a tooth at this point when you're off-grid, right? No. Yeah. Bad idea. Right. <laughs> cool. That was quite the comprehensive list. We uh, we managed to kill some time doing that. Uh, the only thing I was going to mention, too, is the uh, the sweet saw, only because of the fact that you, used, you mentioned the axe. If you're going to cut down a tree, yeah, axe is great for cutting it down, but you need the sweet saw to get into like usable lengths. Mm-hmm. And you can split uh, it again after that, right? So, yep. and, a, and a good chainsaw will also help with that. But absolutely. yeah, I guess if we're uh, if we're off grid and we don't have access to fuel, then you need a sweet saw. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And spare blades, of course. And spare blades, yep. yes. Those blades are uh, reasonably delicate. Yeah. So after Eric mentioned that giant list, I mean, I couldn't really imagine, like, I don't know, adding to it. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> at this point, but I have to actually bring up the good point though too. Like, imagine if you're trying to bug out or escape London at this point, as people are currently doing, and having to try and carry all the stuff with you to your bug out location or whatever. Um, alternate location, hunting cabin, whatever. Good I luck mean, to you. Yeah, good luck carrying all these. Like, it's never going to happen. You're going to forget something. You're not oh, yeah. going to have room. I mean, everything else. So there's a lot to be said for pre-caching and or just leaving it up wherever you want to have it and use mm-hmm. it. Um, and also yeah. making sure, like, paring down paring down your set into something that's travel-friendly. Like, um, if I'm traveling with my truck, I probably have, I have a little bit more room for tools, but I probably don't need my quarter inch sockets i can probably do everything with my three eighths and like my two half eight two half inch sockets that i need for changing tires and accessing that like one other thing in my life um you know pare down pare it down to what you what you reasonably need um if you don't need precision screwdrivers then don't let it take up space oh, yeah. i have to back it up just one second here ken brings up a good point steel toe boots and having knocked down a bunch of trees and have them roll the wrong way and everything else, oh yeah, yep. steel-toed oh, yes. <laughs> So uh, yeah, actually, and again, a military surplus store, you can get the Gore-Tex steel-toed boots for maybe 40, 50 bucks, uh, or you can spend yep. a lot more than that at Canadian Tire if you want. Uh, Don't buy boots at Canadian Tire. RapidSurvival.com, you can get good boots there. And not to mention, steel-toed boots make great offensive weapons or defensive weapons. Depends on your viewpoint and your court case. So <laughs> they, they they are an excellent tool of opportunity. Should you find yourself in a position to apply force to overcome aggression from somebody? Oh, well put. <laughs> there you go. Uh, also, of course, Jason did mention the chainsaw, a flower sifter. It's a good point. Yep. Um, just a uh, flower sifter can be used for multiple things too. Is like almost a pre-filter for water too. Getting bigger items out, like you know, sticks and rocks and everything else. Mix some coke. Um, uh, like not just a flower shifter, but a colander. Same idea. Uh, whisks. Same idea. But colander. That's uh, that's the holy bully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've used that for all sorts of. Even when I used to strain like the corn cob media with the reloading. Yeah, again, pre filter for water, everything else. Um, yeah, and then barter items as a, as an idea yep. later on too. If you have extras, you can always like some people aren't gonna have these when they really need them. So yeah, might be something you can barter away. This is actually not gonna give away too much opsec. So. Yeah, I like and, it. I mean, they're, the 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 knowledge and the ability to repair things is invaluable, and you can't just go to the store and buy something else by replacement. Yeah, Jason uh, made a good point about gamma lids for your five gallon buckets. Um, so they're uh, they've got the snap on ring and then the threaded lids. They create like a, a water and I believe also airtight seal. Yep, um, I believe so. Yep, they're fan- they're fantastic. Um, great source for buckets, by the way, is. Um, Firehouse subs, 
franchise uh, across North America. If there's one in your if there's one in your town, they get all their, their all their pickles, which are excellent pickles, also um, in five gallon buckets. And when their buckets are empty, they sell them for a two dollar donation to their uh, um, their first responder fund, which goes back into the which stays in the community, which is a bonus. Um, it's a but they're two dollar buckets that are food safe, and as long as you don't mind them smelling like pickles, they're great for whatever you want. No, they won't smell like pickles for long, that's for sure. Yep. Nope. Nope. Uh, the other thing I was going to say for people that want to like start their collection up, don't buy new. Um, if you can swing it at all, like just go to like the ReStore, the thrift shop, garage sales, mm-hmm. make a game of it because there's no mass panic for it, but um, there's no sense paying top dollar for like, you know, a, a hand drill or a hand whisk or a hand mixer or whatever because, you know, it's just not worth your while. But um, sure. yeah, check it out. Make a game of it for sure. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say, take advantage of the more items if you can get them at the garage sale or if you do buy new. Uh, it used to be Sears Craftsman was the way to go, but of course they're gone. But um, Master Well, Craftsman still exists. It's just sold by Lowe's now and it doesn't have the same warranty. But Mastercraft, most of their, most of Mastercraft tools, not all of them, but most of them have that lifetime warranty on them. Yeah, and like so, the maximum for sure does, and I think some other Mastercraft stuff does. Yeah. But the maximum, then, the, the maximum, the maximum, or the yeah, the Mastercraft hand tools do. It's the power tools that don't, yeah. and some of the consumables like the um, like the utility knives they don't warrant they don't guarantee them forever because it's too it, it gets too complicated when they say well the well the blade dulled so I want a new one well the blade is covered but the knife isn't so they just took it away yeah and then the other thing I was just going to mention uh, Fiskars as well uh, I go back to them all the time but yeah uh, relatively cheap you know warranted for life in the meantime. And it's easy enough to have a second one on hand for uh, for redundancy, I guess. Yep. Um, so you mentioned the iPro, and somebody else mentioned the steel toes, but we can't forget the ear protection. So uh, whether it be chainsawing or just pounding with a hammer on metal. Um, or listening to your in-laws. Or me, or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> ear protection. It's a thing, right? If your ears are ringing afterwards, you've already created, like, permanent hearing damage. So, yep. yeah. The, the general rule is anything where you're going to be exposed to more than 85 decibels for more than four minutes. You want uh, you want some kind of hearing protection, or if you're listening to Doctor Tam, <laughs> you're I welcome. couldn't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the views expressed by Ian are not do not necessarily reflect those of the Canadian Pepper Podcast. They also don't necessarily not reflect the views of Canadian Pepper Podcast. <laughs> oh boy! Well, shall we move into the podcast challenge with that? All right. So, as if we haven't beat into your head enough, uh, find three cheap non-electrical, which also happen to be EMP-proof at that point, tools at your local restore or thrift store. So, find three cheap tools if you can, and uh, tell us what you found and how much you paid. Awesome. Yep. All right. We'll move into upcoming events. Uh, I guess I'll grab the first one here. Uh, attend a Maple Seed event. So, Maple Seed events, uh, which are of course basic basic marksmanship courses, one day course. They are done for the year, but they're going to be starting up in I believe March. Uh, yeah, there's a website mapleseedrifleman.com and also a YouTube video in the show notes. Um, yeah, give it a try. You know, like I highly recommend it. I may or may not be showing up to some of these as a instructor in training next year. So. Um, We'll see. Ooh, fancy. Oh. But yeah, so I mean, it's definitely worth your while, guys. Like, I took the course, loved it. And um, yeah, meet like-minded people. If you're looking to start a mag, improve your shooting skills, there's no downside. And it's um, great people to meet, for sure. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I've got uh, mentioned here the Radio Amateurs of Cam- Canada, or RAC. Uh, their 2021 uh, Winter Basic Ham Radio Operator course is starting up. 
Um, so you can check out their website. There's a link in the show notes here. Or if you just Google uh, Rack Winter Basic Ham Course, it'll come up. Uh, they're only asking 50 bucks for the course. So great price for it. And then uh, the price of the, um, the study guide as well, I think, is around $50 as well. So you're looking at about 100 bucks to, to do the course. Um, like I mentioned, I think it was the last episode I went through and did their advanced course. thought it was very well put together, very well done. And uh, if you look at the dates and think, oh, geez, I'm not going to be able to attend all of them, well, they email out the next day um, after the course a, a link. They record all the courses, so if you have to catch up, you can. So it's not uh, not a big deal. I had to miss a few when I was going through the advanced course, and I just watched the video the, the following day or a couple days down the road when I was able to, and it's not a big deal. So it's, uh, it's definitely worth the time, and uh, it's not overly expensive if uh, ham radio is something you're interested in getting into. Yeah, cool. Um, Sorry, just going to jump back to the chat for a second. Um, Philip Dow, who's on the on uh, on the screen right now, but a few minutes ago he also asked, uh, "What tools do you generally carry as first responders? Uh, those that you rely on are likely to have high potential for use in preparedness activation scenario." Um, short answer, Philip, is it depends on who you are, what you do, and where you work. Um, Personally, as a, as a firefighter in a rural setting, um, we have uh, a lot of less precise tools, um, stuff to just make holes and make holes bigger. Um, because part of what I do is opening doors with the least amount of damage possible. Um, I have a couple of little like in my in my gear. I keep a couple of little pry bars. Um, I usually have a little, I usually have a two and a half pound dead blow hammer on hand, uh, and some specialized tools that will help me open doors. Otherwise, um, within the uh, within the uh, prying tools section that we talked about, um, every fire truck has half a dozen. Uh, uh, Halligan bars on it, which is a really fancy pry bar that has a little um, pick on it, and go to YouTube and watch forcible entry videos, which I could watch all day because I absolutely love doing it. Um, and that's uh, that's uh, Halligan and an axe are the are the basic tools that will get you through most things that you need, as long as you're not trying to do anything precise or repeatable. Um, they'll destroy most things that they come across. So that's my that's my advice there. Yeah. And then warranty yeah. for life. I like the Fisker's sharpening concept, um, but I don't like the idea of giving up my tools for six weeks to do it, and I don't trust somebody to not take a grinder to my axe and soften yeah. steel. So, uh, yeah, so Philip, for the audio listeners, he said, uh, warranty for life is great until the grid is down, and you can't get a replacement. I do understand these items should be expected to be a higher quality, and when the grid is up, they can be returned. Uh, Fisker's also does sharpening of the saws, I believe. So, yeah, uh, they do actually do sharpening or replacement of the, the edged blade part, of anything, as long as you have the model number to give them, and you can send in the old part, uh, they'll see what they can do with it and send it back. That's why we kind of said you can afford to buy two of them for the price of one, like Grand Forest Brooks axe. Uh, but same token, if you want to have a, a wooden axe for redundancy for an off-grid scenario versus just, or sorry, a grid down scenario versus an off-grid cabin, then yeah, I suppose you can get a a, a fancy axe head and then a bunch of replacement axe handles, mm-hmm. uh, and you can always have a file to keep it sharp and a couple wedges to keep the head in, in place. So you can just do your own repairs. Um, for me, it's just a time savings thing. If I have a Fiskars go down, I just call them, take it. I send a picture, and they send me a new one. They don't. I don't even have to send anything. So I just. Uh, uh, it's happened with the pruning shears and one axe, and they've just replaced it. No questions asked. As long as I can take a picture of the model number, and take a picture of what happened, and it's on the way. 
it's uh, it's kind of funny that way actually. So it works out well. But yeah, if you know off grid cabin versus grid goes down, two different scenarios. But um, yeah, it, whatever your personal situation is, I guess that's what matters, right? Yep. So that's it. Good stuff. Should we move into some shoutouts? Um, I ask everybody if they can. Um, tonight is Sunday evening. Tomorrow, Monday afternoon, um, voting ends. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, it's through a local builder here in the London area, um, Ironstone Builders. They give away a ton of money every year to worthy causes. This year, they're looking at giving $10,000 to um, an agency that gets the most votes right now. Um, Right, uh, one of the one of the agencies that is vying for that money is London Search and Rescue. Uh, we've talked about why search and rescue organizations are important in previous episodes. Uh, they uh, London Search and Rescue actually had um, had their trailer broken into earlier this year and a ton of equipment stolen, and this would go a long way to helping them um, remain operationally uh, operationally um, prepared. Uh, so, if everybody could do that, I'd really appreciate it. Um, frankly, no matter who wins this money, the City of London will be better off. There, uh, there, there are no bad causes um, that are that are up for uh, up for debate right now. But I think London Search and Rescue would be um, an excellent place for that money to go. And so again, the link the links in the show notes if you can uh, if you can follow that and cast your vote. I'd really appreciate that before tomorrow at four p.m. Eastern time. And we'll put it up on the I'll put it on the live chat right now, but also we'll put it on the Facebook page and make sure yep. that the word gets found. I'd appreciate that. That's my shout out for the year, for the night. Cool. Um, Eric, you got anybody? Uh, nothing for the night, nope. All right. I got uh, one for the, uh, just the listeners and uh, gunnies in general, it seems, uh, that the CCFR calendar that we were plugging the last few episodes has now sold out. So Fantastic. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. So, I mean, uh, women shooting sports, uh, when the, the government comes out and says they're, they're banning guns to try and prevent violence against women, it's a nice argument to give them that there's lots of women shooters out there and they're well-funded now, so... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was a good cause, and I'm happy that they got their calendar sold out. So that encourages them to do it again next year, and everybody's happy. So that's great. Yeah, awesome. Well, I would move into email and iTunes reviews, but uh, unfortunately, both were dry for uh, for this episode. So uh, got nothing Harsh. for this section. Yeah. So you know, we'd like some email, good or bad, at, uh, feedback oh. at harborpodcast.ca. Tell us great. what you want to hear. Yeah. But uh, with that, I will bring uh, episode number 97 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. It's probably the last time you'll find us on YouTube, so check out Tor next week. Uh, <laughs> you can find us, um, hopefully, on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, your favorite podcast app next week. Uh, please help us out, submit a review. It helps other people find us. And we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube for now. Uh, if you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That'll give you an alert when we're going live. If you want to get me directly, you can find me at Alan, that's with one L, at prepperpodcast.ca. All right, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at thewesternretreat at gmail.com. You can also find me on Canadian Patriot Podcast on iTunes and YouTube. We record Monday evenings at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. There you can find us discussing why government waste in society makes you want to be off-grid. All right, so uh, please check out uh, Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat while uh, buying some Prepper gear. You can also email me at uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. So uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And keep learning. <laughs> <laughs>